Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Rabbi, salli ala nabiyyika daiman Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Welcome to another episode of the Conviction Project, where we remove your doubts about Islam. I am joined by Rabbi Farhan Iqbal Saab. Assalamu alaikum, Rabbi Saab. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Rabbi Saab, um, I know we haven't had a discussion in the last few weeks, but um, a really interesting uh, topic we were just uh, we were just discussing that I think is important to talk about today, um, and perhaps it relates to something that we hear nowadays, whether it's in our workplaces, in our schools, in in different kinds of environments, about what you know pronouns we you know we we use, and it's such an important thing nowadays, right? So um, let's let's dodge that main topic, but I want to kind of relate that to. Uh, the identity of God Almighty. Why is it that we are particular in, in Islam with using the he pronoun? Um, and maybe if you can give some context on this whole uh, he-she debate when it comes to the existence of God and God's identity. Yeah, I mean, uh, you use the word dodge, which is interesting. Uh, we're, we're, you know, I, I, that's not a subject that we are talking about today. And I, I do want to come back uh, and you know, and both of us want to uh, eventually yeah. discuss uh, gender identity because it's a big topic for today. For you know, nowadays a lot of people are talking about it. Um, so, inshallah, in in the future, uh, we will come back and do an episode on that. Um, you know, the, 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 but we do want to acknowledge uh, the fact that uh, people, you know, have gender identity and and expression and. That's something people nowadays do with pronouns, right? Uh, they would, you know, put the pronoun in their social media profile or even in their emails, uh, what pronoun they want to go by. And there's all, a, a concept of non-binary as well, right? Um, based on this debate and this question that we're tackling today is based on this debate. And that question has to do with the, uh, with the pronoun that we use for God. Right, um, and and it's in, it's a good place to start with the gender pronouns, right? If you want to talk about it, why do we use the pronoun he for God and not she? Um, and it's a, it's an interesting question. I, I I received this question over email recently, and um, uh, it's 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 thought provoking. I've uh, you know I've heard as a Khalifa to Masih Rabbi Rahmatullah a long time ago. I for, I couldn't find that audio. Uh, he did talk about it at one point, but. First of all, there are a couple of things to remember here. One is that when it comes to God Almighty, he does not have a gender. Again, I'm using the term he, and I'll explain why that is. But God does not have a gender. Um, and I'm using the term gender again. Even the term gender has its has its meanings, mm -hmm. right? There's an academic use of, you know, in my university, 
Uh, I've seen uh, these discussions about gender and sex. That's an academic uh, world and academic usage of this term. That's that's not again. That's again not our topic for today. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we're talking about is gender in a more general sense, male, female. So is God a male or female? The answer is no. God is not male. God is not female. Uh, God just is. He he does not have any genders. Um, and he, there's no distinction with God when it comes to gender. Now, why do we attribute the he gender to God? You know, that's the second part of this question. If God does not have a gender, why are we using the pronoun he to refer to him? And the, the, the reason for that is that when it comes to the term or pronoun he in Arabic, it's hua and for female it's hiya so why are we using hua for referring to allah and why does the quran never use the pronoun hiya to refer to 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 god the same question is actually we have talked about it in the past the same question can apply to any kind of masculine or feminine Uh, pronouns used in the Quran. Why does the Quran refer to the reader as masculine or male? Uh, Why does the Quran uh, not refer to women separately? In fact, there are a few occasions where the Quran does refer to the men, address the men separately from the women. But most of the time, the Quran sounds like it's addressing the men. Uh, If you go to chapter 24, and if I remember the verse correctly, verse 32 onwards. It's just around there somewhere, you know, 32, 33, 34, uh, where men are told to restrain their eyes and women are told to restrain their eyes. Two separate instructions, right? Now, why is that the case there, but not never never anywhere else? I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but just to explain it to you, right? The reason is that when the Quran uses the male pronoun, it is actually referring to everyone. It's not the male pronoun is not just there for men only. The context will vividly mention it if it was for men only, like the example I just gave, where men are told to restrain their eyes uh, and not look at women and and guard their chastity. That's where the context is very clearly said, this is for men only. But there are, uh, you know, the rest of the Quran where it sounds like it's only speaking to men, it's uh, it's a very, uh, you know, the, the, the male pronoun is meant to address everyone, right? So men and women are included in the Quran when it speaks that way. So the same thing when, the, when it refers to God Almighty with the, with the uh, he pronoun, it is, uh, again, it's doing it, uh, the Quran is doing that. Uh, not to identify a gender with God, right? So that's the initial thoughts, at least, on this topic. So that's interesting because like, growing up, um, I think perhaps maybe our our uh, audience who's listening and joining in can, uh, you know, maybe echo this or feel like it resonates. But growing up, I would always wonder uh, about this thing that like you just mentioned now as well, not just the identity of God, but this aspect of, um, addressing all people as as men, you know, many references where when we look at the translation, it even uses the word man. I think that's where sometimes it becomes a little, uh, you know, something that that entices my curiosity. So, um, right. is this sorry? 
Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what uh, I'm. I'm agreeing and, with you. Yes. Yeah, and so and so, I'm 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 curious to know: is this something that's a purely a linguistic thing that is uh, because of the nature of the way Arabic is, you know, uh, you know, constructed and whatnot? Because I know there's lots of other languages that are actually very oriented towards the correct masculine or feminine terminology. So, um, yeah. and it's a very linguistic thing. Is that seem it seems to be? Is that right? Yeah, and 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 you you're right because it's not just he. Uh, God is referred again and again as him, right? He, him. Uh, there are some some places where God is referred to in the plural as well, right? Inna nahnu nazal nazikra. We are the ones who sent down this revelation, right? Which is the Quran, where God is using the we pronoun instead of the I pronoun. Um, for I in Arabic, it's ana. Right and and that uh, that uh, is ana for man or ana for woman. There's no distinction. But in 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 the third person, uh, there's definitely there's definitely a difference between man and woman. And the Quran consistently uses hua to refer to God. Um, and and I've told you one one reason for that is the linguistic, as you were saying. Uh, that uh, the 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 language uh, identifies uh, the hua pronoun for both men and for uh, women, right? It can it can be both men, man and woman, uh, or just just man. Uh, only when it needs to identify a woman specifically, then it would use the pronoun hia, right? And and th this is one reason. Another reason is uh, you know when it comes to uh, the 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 you know there is uh, something that we consider gender differences right and and this this is a part where uh, things can get controversial nowadays when we talk about it um the the, the gender differences or sex differences if you speak in, in more academic terms then we do have for instance uh, men have a different way of thinking. Women have a different way of thinking. Men have certain preferences. Women have other preferences. There are some certain subjects that men prefer to go into, and there are certain subjects that women prefer to go into. And there are so social reasons for that, and there are other reasons for that. But, but in Islam, we have gender roles. There's an article I wrote where I talk about it in detail. It's called Gender Equality in Islam. Uh, it's titled Gender Equality in Islam. It's available on alislam.org where I talk about these things. And 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 uh, yes, we, we, we understand in terms of gender equality, yes, everyone is equal. But Islam also assigns gender roles to men and women, right? And and uh, for instance, the role of providing food for the family and providing, uh, you know, accommodation or housing and those kind of things, men are responsible for that. Yeah. So men are, in that sense, the head of the family, right? There are exceptions to this, obviously, but the man is the head of the family, and 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 th there is there are there are reasons, uh, you know, to do with masculinity and those kind of things, and so. When when God is referred to in the masculine pronoun, it it acknowledges that human beings as a society as a civilization have made the man the the head of the family and 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 more of a central figure, in in you know and this is historically true right nobody can debate that nowadays there's a there's a there's a trend in in our society to to you know there's a movement against patriarchy right but at the same time patriarchy is something that that has always existed 
and and it, some have argued that it can never go away. But you know, again, th th that's yeah. a different topic. But what I'm trying to say is that that's part of the reason why religious language also uh, tends to use the male pronoun for God and not just the Quran, but other religions have done the same thing. And mm -hmm. uh, the Bible has done the same thing. So you, you go back, uh, you, now you're going back millennia, right? You're going back 4,000 years ago. That's how it was, right? Moses uh, at that time had not met Prophet Muhammad. These two prophets are from different eras, different regions of the world. And they both refer to God uh, in the in the masculine or male pronoun. Um, to keep that point, this is a historical perspective on it, and uh, you know, keep that in mind as well when you're thinking about this topic. For sure, and I think uh, maybe like the way maybe our listeners what they can take away on how they can uh, perhaps bring this up to their non non uh, Muslim friends, because at the end of the day, I think. Um, and I'm going to play a bit of a devil's advocate here that it does it does uh, seem like a little like, you know, we're trying to justify something that may may be kind of very subtly um, putting that uh, perhaps we want to stretch it and say misogynistic or patriarch uh, patriarchy and all that, you know, with throwing all that. Um, and so um, for those people, how we can address address a question like that. You know, patriarchy is 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 a, is a question, and and I've asked I've asked professors uh, where does it come from, and 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 they have acknowledged, and I've asked more than one professor in in a university environment where we have discussed patriarchy, mm -hmm. um, and the answer is that we don't know where it came from. Society yeah. just seems to have adapted to this, or or evolved into it, or just this just became the norm, um, and I'm not justifying that. Um, but I, what I am justifying is the gender roles that Islam gives to men and women. Uh, the man is responsible. And again, I, I reiterate that there are exceptions to this. The man is responsible for uh, providing food for the family, for uh, taking care of the family, making sure they have a good home, making sure they have good clothing, those kind of things. The Quran holds the man, you know, muna. The men are responsible. They're guardians over the, their families. Uh, so Islam acknowledges that bit for sure. Um, if a woman wants to work, that for sure, right? And there are certain things that the woman is responsible for that the man is unable to, to do, yeah. right? The man cannot do. Like the woman is responsible for taking care of her her her, her children. Um, you know, this includes from birth, <laughs> from breastfeeding, those kind of things that only a woman can do, that a man cannot do. Um, where the woman, mm -hmm. woman has the upper hand, the Quran, and you know we have the Quran saying a lot of things about this as well, and and the Hadith says it uh, in another way when it says uh, in the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that paradise lies under the feet of the mother, yeah. right? Again, we're get, getting into a different yeah, topic, and I, I I do want to come back to this topic in the next uh, episode, but. But um, these things are there. So there's a historical context to this as well that I wanted to just put out there. That's right. No, yeah. no perfect. For that, because um, the, the main question that we addressed about uh, what pronoun is used for God and why, um, I think that um, that was nailed. And I think um, to summarize, it is a bit of a linguistic um, linguistic thing. And there's lots of great context you've shared. And a lot, I learned a lot personally, and I'm sure our um, listeners have taken a lot from that as well and of course there were many tangents that kind of kept opening up but 
inshallah we'll be t- touching those topics in the future so um jazakallah for for your insights mirzab and if somebody um, has questions about this i think you're going to announce the email now uh they can send us uh, feedback and questions that come out of this so we can talk about absolutely. it absolutely so if you have any questions about this or about any other aspects of the program uh you want to maybe suggest certain topics you can feel free to email convictionproject@gmail.com and uh website is also convictionproject.com um in the end the uh, conviction yeah. project at gmail. the conviction project uh, yes me, the, yeah. yes that's correct the conviction project.com for the website and the email is the conviction project at gmail.com exactly for the clarification there viewers exactly or listeners exactly for uh, joining us today um we will uh, inshallah be back with another episode um you are listening to the conviction project where we leave you with no doubts about islam for now assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah muhammad muhammad muhammadur rasulullah 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 muhammadur rasulullah salli ala nabiyyina salli ala muhammadin salli ala habibina salli